Yeah! How about that? A Friday, Travis and Slee, and this is how important I am. Okay, this is how important I am, and this is how big of an impact I've made on everybody that I've ever worked with in my life. So it is the final Friday edition, or at least Friday night edition, of Travis and Slee, because on Monday we are moving to 9 o'clock in the morning. Don't forget that. We've got everything set up. Slee and I are incredibly excited to start on Monday. So what did Slee do to get ready for that Monday show? He took Friday off. He just said, yeah, Trav, um, peace out. We'll see you later. I'm taking Friday off. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm a big deal, so I'm going to go do that. And then, and then, on the way out, you just heard the guys, right? You just heard Sedano LZ Cab. Clinton Yates is in there as well. And my, who I thought was my old partner, my old friend, my, my guy, my guy, right, LZ, he pops on and says, oh, hey, sweet tea, how you doing? I said, I'm doing great. He's like, oh, you doing the show? I said, yeah, I'm doing it by myself. Would you like to come on with me? And he goes, not nah, my Uber's waiting. Peace. See ya. Now, I haven't talked to LZ in a minute, but it took him about four seconds to decide that he was down the road and he wasn't doing it for me. So that's how this is going to go. That's how we're doing this on a Friday night. I am incredibly excited to do this. It's been a minute since I've done a show by myself uh, on the radio. I did it for a long time. I Believe it or not, I used to do six hours a day by myself, so I'm pretty happy with the sound of my own voice. Okay, I know how to talk to myself. Laura, I know you're there. I, I expect you to, ch- to chime in you got frequently ditched. throughout the night. You got ditched. I did, right? You, you saw what LZ did to me, oh, right? He was talking about Uber. You know that seven Ubers canceled on him earlier? He was late to the show, so he could have stayed at least for two minutes. So, yeah, no, he could have at least done a segment and said, hey, sweet tea, good to hear your voice. Congratulations mm-hmm. on the new show. But he was he was down the road like that. I understand how this works. Yeah, I he understand ditched how you. it works. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> it's Friday. So, I mentioned this this morning. Uh, during Keyshawn, uh, uh, Keyshawn show, I mentioned this during Greeny's show. I put it on Twitter. And here, here's where I think we need to start the night because I'm genuinely fascinated with this. What do you guys think Slee's up to right now? Like, like what is – Alan Slee works hard, right? He, he has a really um, different schedule than most people, right? He starts kind of in the middle of the afternoon, works until late at night. The Lakers have a very compacted schedule this year because of the vid, because the games. They're basically playing every other day, right? So Slee gets a Friday off, leaves his partner hanging. I know how that works. And what is he doing right now? And so I asked the question. I put it out there. Greg Bergman just a few minutes ago thinks that Slee is home watching anime on his TV. <laughs> Look, if let's just stop it and put a pin in that for a second. Because if Slee is at home watching anime on TV, our show is doomed because I can't, I can't do a show with an anime guy. Like I look, I, I'm not a real judgy person. If you want to go, whatever kind of floats your boat, I'm okay with that. Unless it's that, unless it's anime, then we're probably going to have to have a conversation at some point. So hopefully it's not that. And I think Slee thought that he was kind of getting in on this because he posted a, fix, uh, a picture and I, and I wrote it down. It, at at 4.34 this afternoon, he posted a picture of him at a restaurant. Now, he wasn't in the picture, nor was whoever he was with or whether he was by himself. I don't know because there was nobody at the table. But it was a, a lovely spread, Indian food. A lot of food looked great. It looked like there was a glass of wine on the table. It looked like he was getting ready for a pretty good night. It's at 4.30 in the afternoon. 
I mean, okay, great, fine. Okay. You want to start your night early? Maybe you got plans. Maybe you're going to go to a movie. I think movies are open again. Maybe you're going to go out and have a drink somewhere else. Maybe you're going to go to the beach and watch the sunset and all of these wonderful things that we get to do here in Southern California. But now what? Like, I get it, Slee. Like, you're going out and having a nice dinner. I, that's a nice thing to do. But it was at 4.30 in the afternoon, which means you either have something else planned for later or you're secretly 74 years old. I don't know which of those two things it is, but where do you think he is, Laura? Now that he's done with his meal, that meal's two and a half hours in the rearview mirror, what's he doing? I mean, you didn't hear the song I was playing. <laughs> you think? I think so. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, I maybe. I mean, you. I mean, it's a little early, actually, for all that. Actually, yeah, it is. I mean, well, I, I, yeah. I mean, it's it's a little early for. Yes, it's a little early <laughs> for all of that. Let's, let's okay, just... maybe sipping on some some uh, Sincora tequila. Oh, that's not a bad way to do it. That's right? not a bad way. To, but again, it's it's kind of early, which brings me to the next question because this is you know not new on doing the nights, but a little bit still trying to find my way doing the nights, right? So okay. here's here's my question. When is too late to start having that first drink on a Friday night? Never. Right? Never? So you're telling me that if, if we, we're done, obviously we're going to be done here at 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm working from home. But you, Laura, go home. Let's say you get home by 10, right? Mm-hmm. You can start then? I Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> sometimes I start at 11 a.m. and it's 5 o'clock somewhere. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, no, see, I'm all, I'm all for that because you can't be buzzed all day if you don't start in the morning. Right. So I'm, I'm okay with that. But it just seems like kind of – because here's the thing. We're not going home and having a glass of wine or That's a true. tequila drink, right? Mm-hmm. If we're going to do it, we're going to have more than just the one. So if we're starting at 10, that could create some problems for tomorrow morning. You know, I can't go do that because I actually have to be here at 8 in the morning to work the Laker game. Yeah, so I can't go out, wild out, drink, and do all the crazy stuff that I would normally do on a Friday. But I just say if you don't have to go anywhere and don't drink and drive, please don't do that. But if you can just chill, relax, have a drink, why not? Just enjoy yourself. All right. Well, I plan on doing that. I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted, you know, I just need permission from somebody. I just need somebody to tell me that it's okay to start doing all these things. Here's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to talk a lot about the Lakers. We're going to talk a lot about the Dodgers. But more than anything else, I want to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. 877-710-ESPN. Call with whatever on your mind. If you want to talk about the Lakers and the seating and the playing game, great. If you want to talk about what you're having for dinner, even better. If you want to talk about my deals, I'm here for you. We can work through it together. All of that at Travis Rogers. Also, we are doing an Ask Salee. Okay, so send. I have some good ones, but we could certainly use a couple more along the way. So send me those. Hashtag them. Ask Slee. You can send them to me at Travis Rogers. So we're going to do all of that as well. Here's my confession for the night, Laura. You ready? I'm ready, man. Okay. So um, my neighbors are out of town. And they asked um, us, the Rogers family, collectively, if we would mind watching their dog for a couple of days for the weekend mm-hmm. while, while they go out of town. And, you know, they're very nice, and we, we'd like to help them because they would certainly help us. We said, sure, we'd love to help you uh, with your dog. You know, feed the dog, walk the dog, you know, do, do all the things you do when the dog needs to go out. Okay. I'm not a dog guy, okay? Let me just put it that way. I like dogs, but I haven't had a dog since I was a kid. So you I'm a little out of practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little, little out of practice when it comes to – so my daughter was at work. My son was at school, and I needed to walk the dog. My wife was at work, so I have, I'm the only one home in the middle of the day. The dog needs to go for a walk. Now, let me paint the picture here. You, you and I, Laura, have known each other for a while, so you know what I look like. I'm, I'm tall, right? 
I'm you big. are, mm-hmm. and so I I am I strike a certain figure when I walk down the street. This dog <laughs> is about the size of a can of tennis balls. Okay, so I'm walking me, and I'm not tall for like NBA standards, but I'm tall by regular people standards. Somewhere You're tall. six three, six four, somewhere in there. So I'm walking this little teeny tiny dog, and I don't quite know how to hold the leash. I'm like, do I hold it with my wrist down? Do I hold it with my <laughs> wrist up? Do I do I walk fast in front of the dog? Do I let the dog? It was the weirdest thing, and I've never been more self-conscious in my life that people were staring at me that I, this big guy, is walking this little teeny dog down the street. So I'm, I'm thinking, okay, they're finally get down to the end, end of the street, and we're walking through the park and stuff. And I'm thinking, okay, it's fine. Nobody's really noticing me. Nobody cares about me watching this dog. And the second I started to get comfortable with it, some guy on a bike goes by and goes, that's a pretty small dog for a pretty big guy. Oh. And it was it was like, yeah, thanks. Uh, and it goes by on the bike, so I can't really say, like, hey, listen, it's not my dog. I'm a nice guy. I'm helping my neighbor. But I was the big guy with the little dog, and it, it hit pretty close to home. You couldn't do the disclaimer, right, at all? It was no. Just, it, you know what? You own it, Travis, because I've seen some guys that are – you are a pretty tall guy, but I've seen guys that are – big dudes man with like little chihuahuas and they own it and they have like these little vests and the little stud collars <laughs> oh my goodness i mean you own it you, you okay, just like Laura? strut with that dog let That's me let me paint do. a scenario for you laura okay, okay so when we all come back into the studio right okay and you and i see each other for the first time in a while and i come through the door and i got a vest on what are you gonna say <laughs> you're gonna be like you feeling all right traffic everything okay <laughs> you're going through a vest phase <laughs> not really a vest guy <laughs> Yeah, I, I I've seen you. You're happen. not a vest guy. No, no. not going to happen. No. All right, so let's do this. At Travis Rogers, send the tweets. 877-710-ESPN. When we come back, I want to talk about what Jerry West said on Peter Vesey's podcast because he is so far out of his mind on this that we're going to set him straight. That's all coming up. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash network all right so i my people are turning on me i i, I kind of trust laura a little bit I, a I'm, little I'm st- oh he well, said kinda i know See, here's the problem laura because everyone else that i've trusted and yes i'm talking about you jorge Ooh. That mm-hmm. Ooh, has all of a sudden turned on me because during that break he pops on and says yeah trav <laughs> you in a vest would look like el gordo molina now i don't know who that is but i do know that gordo means fat uh-huh. mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm i'm a little i'm a little uncomfortable jorge with the uh, characterization that i look like raul el gordo molina <laughs> well, he used to be a paparazzi, man. What a jerk! And he goes back to the Selena days. So when 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 he interviewed Selena, he used to wear this, you know, photographer vest. So as soon as you said, "What would I look like in a vest?" That's the first <laughs> thing that came into my mind. I kid you not, man. So no, you know, I love you, Travis. You know, it's not. I know you. Know. I know you do. Cue the violin. 
Yeah. The feeling is mutual, although whenever I hear the word Gordo, my uh, the hairs on the back of my neck stand up <laughs> a little bit. Because then here, here's what else comes in on Twitter. This is from LSU Lala, and it says, I'm still thinking about tea in a vest and having trouble wrapping my mind around it. Mm. Are we talking a sweater vest or like a leather vest with nothing on underneath it? Whoa. Come on, man. Look, first of all, I don't own either of those items of clothing. I have a few <laughs> V-neck vests that I wear, or not vests, sweaters, when it gets warm. But I don't have any vests, no sweater vests or anything else. So let's uh, let's move on from the sweater vest conversation. Like I said, we're going to take a bunch of calls tonight. So whatever you want to talk about, go ahead and line it up like Zach in Santa Barbara. Zach, you're up first. Travis and Slee, what's going on, Zach? Congratulate you on that show on Monday. Uh, I'll be tuning in for sure. Awesome. Yeah, but um, I wanted to get your take on um, I'm a huge L.A. Rams fan. You know, I'm kind of blinded by, you know, just hoping they're going to win the Super Bowl every year. But this season in particular, getting Matt Stafford back, and or here, I should say, and then the Niners getting healthy, Cardinals getting better. You think we got a chance to win the NFC West? Oh, I think you better win the NFC West. Look, the, the Rams are in a really interesting spot, Zach, and here's why. Because they – and I like this. But before I tell you what I'm about to tell you, let me let me start with this. I like what they've done. I think that what they did was very, very bold, and I think that it's going to it's gonna uh, bear some fruit. Here's why. They, they gave away two draft picks, two first-round draft picks, to basically get the Lions to take Jared Goff off their hands. I, you gotta, I can't say it enough. They did not give up two first-round draft picks to get Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford was on the trade block. They were going to get him. He was going to go somewhere, and the price was going to be fairly – uh, fairly low. I mean, it's not a, it's a giveaway because he's a starting quarterback in the NFL, but it wasn't first two first-round draft picks uh, high. That was the price to get rid of Jared Goff. But because they did that, the pressure to win is right now, and it's not just to win a division. It's to go and win a Super Bowl. It's to at least get to an NFC Championship game. I think that the the floor for this team is to go to the NFC Championship game. That's the floor because last year they went to the second round of the playoffs. They went to the divisional round of the playoffs with Jared Goff. It's funny you say that because – uh, Laura, grab this cut for me. Grab the Matt Stafford cut talking about whether or not he thinks the team is good enough to go to the playoffs. We'll play that coming up in a second. But that's the goal, right? Because for the first time ever since Matt Stafford, since Sean McVay has been the head coach of this team, there are expectations on this team that are directly tied to him, right? When he came in in that first year, Jeff Fisher had created an environment that was not good. It, it, the team was stale. The team wasn't good. They didn't score points. They lost a bunch of games. They weren't very exciting to watch. There was really nothing about that team that got your motor running, right? He comes in, Sean McVay does, and it was, okay, let's see what this is. We don't know. He's a, he's a young guy, 30 years old. Nobody really knew who he was unless you were a football insider. If you're just a, a football fan, you're thinking, okay, they got the guy from the, the Washington football team. Let's see what he's got. And he comes in, and they're really good right away. They win 11 games. They win the division. They lose in the first round of the playoffs. You're thinking, okay, that's a really good first step. The next year, they come back, and they go to the Super Bowl. That's an incredible second step. And you're thinking, okay, they've got something here. Then they take the step back. Now, I think this is important to say, too. That step back was pretty damn good. It was 9-7. and seven. Most teams would love to have their worst season be 9-7. and seven. That's what the that's what Sean McVay's worst season is, is 9-7. and seven. They come back the next year and they make the playoffs again, that would be last year. The difference was the year they missed the playoffs and last year, everybody that's watching this is thinking, okay, Jared Goff's the problem. That's what I thought. That's what I would talk about in the Rams pre-half and post. These are the things that were pretty obvious to anybody that's watching these games. And then all of a sudden, they make the move. 
to John uh, Wofford, right? You all of a sudden see Jared Goff sit down. He doesn't start the playoff game, and then he gets hurt, and then Goff has to come back in. But you're seeing Sean McVay very clearly had made up his mind that that was the problem. Well, they fixed it. They went out and got Matt Stafford. They go out and give away a couple of draft picks to get rid of Goff after giving him $100 million. And now all of a sudden, if Stafford plays well, Sean McVay's fine. If Stafford doesn't, then the narrative isn't going to be, yeah, Stafford sucks. Yeah, Stafford sucked in Detroit. There's a reason the Lions never won anything. Stafford can't do this, that, and the other thing. That's not going to be the story. The story's going to be, I thought Sean McVay was an offensive genius. I thought that Jared Goff was the problem. Well, he's gone. They got another quarterback that's got pretty good numbers in his career. Why aren't they winning? It's going to turn to him for the first time ever. Now, I don't think it will because I think it's going to work, but he put himself in a box there a little bit. Do we have the uh, Stafford cut, Laura? All right, let's take a listen to this. This is Matt Stafford talking about whether or not he thinks this team has the ability to go to a Super Bowl in his first year. That's the goal. You know, that's the main goal and and, uh, something I'm really excited about having the opportunity to play here. Play for this franchise. Uh, obviously, a bunch of great players have come before me. Um, it's a fresh start for me as a player, and and um, you know, hopefully, the guys on this team are excited to have me, and and uh, we can make some uh, you know make some big time plays this year and have a ton of success. I think that's exactly right because he's got something to prove too, right? He's been in this league for a decade, and the consensus seems to be he's really good. The lines are really bad. The reason the Lions sucked had nothing to do with his ability to play quarterback. The reason the Lions only went to the playoffs, I think it was twice in his whole career, wasn't because the quarterback was bad. It's because everything else was bad. The coaching was bad. The defense was bad, the, et cetera, et cetera. So he's kind of got a little bit of diplomatic immunity, right? He can go in there and do that. Whether or not it's true, we're about to find out because the Rams have weapons. The Rams have a head coach. The Rams have a defense that you expect to be very good. Whether or not it'll be the best defense in football again, time will tell, but – there are not too many other things going on right there that don't point directly to the head coach and the quarterback. Those are the two things. Well, the quarterback specifically is the one thing, and the head coach made the, the change. We'll see how it goes. We will see how it goes. Let's try another one. Let's go to Lahabra this time. And Steve, Steve, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? Hey, buddy. I'm so excited about you and Slee having your own show uh, in the morning between 9 and 11. I'm a UPS driver, and a bunch of UPS drivers listen to your show. We're big Travis Rogers fans and Slee fans. Being Lakers, so we're super stoked. When we drive out to our routes every uh, morning, Monday through Friday, we're going to be listening to you. So can't wait. Um, I want to let you know, I'm totally team uh, uh, Jerry West. Mm-hmm. Um, I can understand where he got insulted. Yes, was that you know the worst thing that ever came out of anybody's mouth? Uh, no. But, I mean, what Jerry West had done for the Lakers through all the years, I mean, just some of the trades he made, like for Kareem, uh, Byron Scott, Michael Thompson, Robert Ory, you know, trading Vladi Divac with a smoking a cigarette in Slee's room on the poster for Kobe Bryant. <laughs> I mean, that should that should be enough said. But not, you know, just guys that he drafted like Magic and AC Green. And I know you're old enough to remember, but remember uh, that draft where James Worthy came out of? It was like, what forward do you get? You get Dominique Wilkins, Kerry Cummings, or James Worthy? Sure. Obviously, he made the right choice. I mean, he's the only guy to win the MVP on a losing team. Not the fact that he's a logo. I understand Genie was put on the spot. Is um, LeBron one of the greatest five Lakers of all time? Absolutely not. But, again, she didn't mention her father, who brought everything he did with Showtime. But I think leaving Jerry West out of there might have been a personal vendetta um, when um, Phil, uh, would, you know, she was dating uh, the coach. And uh, he, Jerry West was kind of pushed out so Phil Jackson could take over the reins. 
my yeah, opinion. I, yeah, I think you bring up some good points, Steve. It, look, first of all, thank you for the kind words, and thank you to all you and, and your fellow drivers that are out there listening to me and Slee. We appreciate that a great deal. Um, there, there's a lot to unpack here. There, there is a ton to unpack in that Jerry West stuff. Let's do this. Let's come back. We'll listen to what Jerry West said. I'll give you my thoughts on what Jeannie's list was, what it means, and Jerry West's whole response to the entire thing because I think he got it 100% wrong. That's all coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah, Slee's food stuff, we're going to have to work on that because, mm-hmm. you know, when, when Key and I, Laura, first met, we, we didn't know each other at all, right? Okay. But we, we very quickly discovered that there was a level of mutual respect because we both knew how to make and eat food. You guys right? are good at that. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, no, that's the right thing to do. Like when we'd gone out and had, had a meal, it's just like, okay, what he ordered, I'd get that too and vice versa. So we kind of got each other. Slee's bacon aversion is oh, weird. Hell. Uh, his his it, who who says you know it just sounds great turkey he's crazy <laughs> never right he's I mean crazy. look turkey sandwich it's fine a, th- a a nice piece of turkey or two on Thanksgiving it's fine but no one's thinking yo man you know what you know what, you know what I'd like tonight let's go out and get a nice turkey dinner no one's ever oh, said nice- that turkey bacon burger what the hell's wrong no uh no 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 we don't do that you need to teach him a lot i'm working on it okay i'm working on it all right (laughs) don't forget we got ask slee or ask trav or however you want to do it i got a bunch of them send them to me at travis rogers on twitter that's coming up in about 10 or 12 minutes from right now um here's what i don't need and this includes you chris and you ram steve and all of you guys sending me pictures of hoss from bonanza wearing his vest Okay, I think Haas. <laughs> don't laugh. It's not funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think Haas was like five two, and so I'm not okay with being called Haas. I know he was named Haas, but he was standing next to Michael Landon, so he looked like he was six five. It's just that Michael Landon was five feet tall. So oh, let's that's funny. let's not do that. All right, back to what we were talking about a second ago. Um, Jerry West was on with Peter Vesey, uh, the Hoop Du Jour podcast, and he responded to Jeannie Buss's list of the five most important Lakers that she said on the All the Smoke podcast with Matt Barnes and um, Steven Jackson. And she put her list out there, and it did not include, include Jerry West. It had Magic, it had Kobe, it had LeBron, um, and, and so on and so forth. So th- that's fine. A couple of things here. Let, let's go back to Jeannie's list. I don't want to go who should or who shouldn't be on it because that's the whole point, right? This is her list. This isn't the list. This isn't where the Lakers are going to hammer a plaque into the center of the floor at Staples Center and say these are the five most important people in the history of this organization. It's not what this is. This is Jeannie's opinion. Now, her opinion carries a great deal of weight because of who she is, but guess who else wasn't on that list? Her father. Okay, any list that we're talking about where the most important people in the history of the Lakers includes her father. Any list that includes the most important people in the history of the Lakers probably includes Jeannie Buss, right? Chick Hearn, 
Pat Riley, all of these other people. Phil Jackson was on her list. Okay, the Lakers have more than five. So if somebody gets omitted, it doesn't mean that it was incredibly disrespectful, but apparently Jerry West felt differently. Here he is on the Hoop Du Jour podcast with Peter Vesey. I saw the other day who Jeannie Buss is, uh, made a statement that uh, the five most important Lakers, one of the most offensive things I've ever heard in my life. This put it this way. I was there a lot of, a lot of times and uh, had a lot of success and uh, would curious, be curious to know why, if they would have had that success if I hadn't been there. But when I was around, maybe I was just a good luck charm, okay? But I do know that when this thing fell apart, there was a lot of years that they weren't very good. Jerry is so in his feelings, right? I mean, well, I mean. Sensitive. I mean, if, if they think that they, if I was just a good luck charm, then. <sighs> Dude, come on. You're Jerry West. You're one of the Let greatest players of all time. You're, you're one of the greatest players of all time. You are the logo of the damn league. Everybody knows that you put these teams together in L.A. that won those championships. Everybody knows that the reason that Kobe Bryant played 20 years in a Laker uniform and won five championships is because Jerry West said, that guy right there, that's the one we need. Everybody knows that Shaquille O'Neal came to Los Angeles because of Jerry West's maneuvers. We know that when Kobe was making noises about going to go play for the Clippers and leave the team, remember when he was on his tour saying, I just want the hell out of here, that Jerry West said to him, Kobe, you can't go play for that guy in the and anywhere else. You got to leave. You got to leave, but you can't go play for Donald Sterling. We all know these stories. He's Jerry West, for God's sake. The only person that doesn't seem to understand that is him. His place in Laker history is more than secure. Now, there's backstory to this. Obviously, Jeannie Buss and Phil Jackson had a personal relationship for a long time. Yeah, we all know that, right? No big deal. We also know that Phil Jackson and Jerry West didn't really get along. So I'm sure that she was offended by the fact that Jerry West wasn't on, or he was offended that he wasn't on the list and Phil Jackson was. Dude, get over it. No one is taking away anything you did. We love you. Laker fans love you. Everybody loves you. You're the guy that seems to be the only one that really took this deeply disrespectful. It's a list. Turn the page. No one is going to think that you are something other than one of the most important people in the history of the Lakers. Just like we know about Jerry Buss, just like we know about Jeannie Buss, and Shaq, and Kobe, and Kareem, and Magic, and James Worthy, and LeBron James, and all of these other guys. And we can go around and around, LeBron shouldn't be on the list. No, I don't think he should be either. He's been here for five minutes in the grand scheme of things. Pretty damn good. Won a championship. Love watching him play every night. But this is a high bar to clear, Right. He's, he's probably got to do a little bit more if we're ever going to see a statue out in front of Staples. That's the sort of organization this is. But she wants him on the list because he's here right now? That makes a lot of sense, right? I don't think that the guys that were doing the All the Smoke podcast said to her, hey, Jeannie, we're going to have you on in a couple of weeks. What we're going to ask you about 14 minutes into the podcast is, who are the five guys that you're going to have on this list, most important Lakers? And then she put together all everybody inside the building and said, okay, let's come up with a list to screw Jerry West. <laughs> I, just, I just don't think that's how it went down. I think it was probably, uh, I, shoot, I mean, Magic's my guy. He's got to be on there. Kobe's got to be on there, obviously. And Phil Jackson and LeBron. And, yeah, you know, they're, they're, there's my list. It wasn't done maliciously. Jerry was, I mean, that, that, that in your feelings, well, if they just think I'm a good luck charm, well, things sure didn't go very well when I left, did it? Dude, we know. We know. There was all sorts of chatter about, hey, you know what? 
why don't we try to get Jerry West back in here? And they didn't do it, and I'm sure he knows why they didn't do it, or maybe they reached out and he said, no, I don't know. I just know that he needs to get over this stuff, man. It's crazy. Let's try another phone call here. You knew this was going to happen tonight, right? Manuel in Gardena. What's up, Manuel? Oh, what is up, sweet T? T to the Raj, the nationwide liaison for AM5. AM seven ten. Excuse me, <laughs> nice my man, T Raj. Hey, how the hell are you living tonight, man? It's the last night of the spectacular, and you're going solo. Yeah. No, look, I've done this before, right? I've done solo radio for a long. It's been a long time since I've done it, but I did it for a long time. Look, I don't. Here's here's rule number one. For, listen up, kids. Manuel, don't go anywhere. You're going to be back here in a second. Yes, Rule yes. number one for wanting to be a talk radio show host, you had to really like the sound of your own voice. You got to really think that you have something important to say that other people need to hear. So if you're telling me I get to talk for two hours, yeah, I'm in. I'll do it. What else is going on? Well, well? that's what I was going to say. I mean, you know, I'm available to, to flank a segment if you need me. But, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, uh, one real quick thing. Of all the people you brought up tonight, Hoss, right? So um, a guy I used to work with, Hand to God, went to high school with a uh, guy's name is Dan Blocker. So, you know, I mean, he's not yeah, exactly that's, that's a awesome. young guy. Yes. Uh, he was a big man, dude. He was an uh, offensive lineman uh, in high school. So he wasn't, he wasn't a tiny dude. I mean, you know, next to Michael Landon, it was a little bit of maybe a, the old Danny DeVito and uh, Schwarzenegger <laughs> twins kind of thing. But, uh, but yeah, no. So I mean, it's it's an apt description, and uh, we both know Hoss wasn't missing any meals, just like you or me. Hey, one last question, Matt. So where do you stand on the Farmer John dog? All right, because oh. uh, me personally, I'm a fan of Farmer John, man. I don't know these new Yahoos that are taking over the Dodger dog thing, but. It was an institution, and damn it, they better get it right, Trav. What say you? Okay, so this is a good question, Manuel. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the kind words. Always love hearing from you. So let's start with this. I'm, at, I'm going to the Dodger game on Sunday. Okay, I'm going to go see them uh, play the Marlins on Sunday. Me and my crew, my family, five of us, we're going to go watch the Dodgers and Marlins. I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, we didn't get to go last year. Haven't been so far this year. So I'm going to get my first taste of the new Dodger dog on Sunday afternoon. And, Laura, you've been – your review was less than rave. Um, which, what am I in for? Trash. Really? Yes. It was – you know what, Travis? I was – excited because we didn't know that the Dodger dog was not Farmer John's anymore when I went. I was thinking, I'm going to go to Dodger Stadium. I'm going to get my, I, I don't drink micheladas because I don't drink beer anymore, but I was going to get my margarita. I was going to get my Dodger dog. I was going to get my, you know, you get situated at Dodger Stadium. You go, it's, it's a whole experience. And I was waiting for just to take that bite of my Dodger dog. Mm-hmm. And then I took the bite and I'm like, what the? is this (laughs) like it just didn't look right it didn't taste right and i should have known because the wrapper didn't have farmer john's on it anymore right and i'm like oh maybe they ran out no i I really just thought they ran out we haven't you know had people there but the next day it broke the news broke out that it wasn't farmer john's i'm like i knew it oh so you hadn't heard the news that they switched yet no i hadn't so i went literally the day before the news broke and then I said, I knew there was something wrong with my Dodger dog. I didn't even finish the dog. I literally took the bite. I was like, yeah, I, I can't do this. So okay. nachos it is. 
So I like I'm going to get the nachos, even if I like the hot dog. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation <laughs> for another day. But yeah, I, I'm I'm because I remember a few years ago when they stopped grilling them and they started steaming them, and the Ooh. people in the city raised mm-hmm. holy hell and said, mm-hmm. "Where are my grilled Dodger dogs?" So maybe the people will get fired up and do it again. I, I'm gonna I trust you, Laura, on the Dodger dog uh, review, but. I'm going to have to do a little field research for myself. I'm, uh, I'm excited to go. I, I'm not going to lie. I have not been to – I went to – obviously nobody went to a Dodger game last year. I went to one, I think, the year before that. But it's been a while since I've been in Dodger Stadium. I can't wait to do it. It's just one of those places that feels so good. And that Dodger dog, I don't know if it's nostalgia as much as anything else, but if that thing's not right, you will know instantly. Mm-hmm. And I knew, so I went to the trash yeah, speaking of the Dodgers, they got a couple of guys on in the bottom of the second inning. Uh, no score against the Marlins so far. Gavin Lux just had a, uh, a double, two on second and third, nobody out. All right, so it's time. It is time for another edition of Ask Slee. That's coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, so... This is where we do Ask Slee. Obviously, Slee ditched me. He's out. Uh, well, he was out eating Indian food. I don't know what he's doing right now. He had his dinner at 4.30 like a uh, 74-year-old. But <laughs> good for you, Slee. Uh, check in. Let us know what you're up to right now. All right, let's start with this one. This is from our pal Ryan in Laguna. And he says, uh, my lady wants to go out for dinner, and I'm trying to explain to her that you doing the show solo is something we haven't had since July of 2016. I should hand her some cash and send her on her way, right? <laughs> Hashtag Ask Slee. Well, I would do it a little bit more diplomatically than that. But look, I'm Ryan, I'm not here to tell you that you're making the wrong decision. If the decision is between hanging out with me and making stupid jokes and talking about eating and talking a little Jerry West or Dodgers or whatever else we got, yeah. I think you know what you do is you say, you know what? Why don't you treat yourself and your girlfriend? Why don't you guys go out tonight on me? Go do whatever you want. Get an Uber, and here's the card, and go out and want you know come on back later when you've had a good time, and you know we'll 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 catch up after that. That's how you do it. It's a win-win, you know. Because think about it this way: What if she hit you with that? What if she said, "I don't I don't know what uh, um, uh, Ryan Lahoya's girlfriend is into," but let's say there was I don't know The Bachelor or something on it. She said, "Hey, you know what? There's a really big episode I'd like to see tonight." Uh, how about you go out and have a few beers and watch Dodgers on TV and then just come back whenever you want on me? You wouldn't like that? That's how you take care of that. I'm here to help relationships, uh, clearly. I know nothing about anything. Haven't been on a date with somebody other than my wife since the 11th grade. So go ahead and uh, ask Dr. me. Dr. Travis Rogers. How about that? I Yeah, 11th grade, Laura. How about that? That's amazing, man. Congratulations to you guys. 24 years in September. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I'm okay. I don't know if she feels the same way, but I'm, <laughs> I'm in a pretty good spot. All right, this is from uh, John of Fullerton. Hey, Trav, his 4.30 dinner confirms he's definitely a take-advantage-of-happy-hour guy. What's the go-to happy-hour menu item? Hashtag Ask Slee. Great question. So what are we talking about here? What are the items on? Usually there's some wings, right? Usually there's a nacho thing. There's probably like some pokey or something like that that you could get like an ahi tartare kind of deal. Um, 
let me just throw this at you. It's it's kind of greasy and it's kind of low class, but it is so blank and good that you will never be disappointed. Laura, how about this for your happy hour menu? Okay. Potato skins. Ooh. Right? TGIF's was my spot. Right. You have a little <laughs> bit of potato. They hollow it out. They put a little cheese, a little bacon, maybe some so onion, some sour cream if you're mm. into that. And then they put it back in the oven. It all melts together. You get to eat that a couple of times. You didn't do any better than that. Oh, man. No, you're good. That wings, a good drink. Yes. I'm an appetizer person. Yeah, well, yeah, no, we can do tapas, right? We can just have nothing but appetizers. So good. All right, this is from uh, Ron, the Laker man. New name, always love that. Thank you for sending this along, Ron. Uh, once LeBron and Schroeder return, who stands to lose minutes? Um, everybody not named LeBron, Schroeder, and Anthony Davis? I mean, right? That's what we're talking about. This is why I think it's so important that the Lakers try to get at least some semblance of action with LeBron and AD and Schroeder and everybody else before the end of the season because – I know that LeBron is a basketball genius. I believe that to be sure. I know that Anthony Davis is one of the best players in the league. I believe that to be true. But just because those guys have played together doesn't mean that everyone else is familiar with them. You've got new guys like McLemore. You've got new guys that have not had nearly as much time to play with him. Andre Drummond comes to mind. So getting all the pieces together at the same time, it's meaningful. So you're going to have to figure out the rotation, like you're talking about, too, the minutes, right? Does Kuzma play less? Does KCP play less? Does Alex Caruso play less? Who plays less? Well, everybody probably, right? I mean, let's assume that LeBron is healthy and he can play his usual playoff minutes, which is probably about 40 minutes a night. Well, that doesn't leave a lot for everybody else. They need to figure that out. All right, this is from Chris, and he writes, which of the following would you be most likely to share with hashtag Ask Slee? Number one, a kidney. Or number two, half of your favorite sub. <laughs> well, okay. So I think we need to be more specific on option two because half of my favorite sub is something I could give away. <laughs> it, it's not something that I'd want to give away, but now half of my favorite sandwich, now we're talking a little bit of a different thing. Like if we're talking a Reuben, right? Like a Reuben's not a sub, but if we're talking that wonderful grilled bread with the sauerkraut and the corned beef and all of that stuff. That's, I mean, that's just an incredible sandwich. I think maybe I could give Slee a kidney. I have two, but I only need one. I put him to work quite a bit in my 40 plus years on this planet. But uh, yeah, I think that's the direction that I'd go. All right. This one is from La Louis Reyes. And he says, LeBron and AD are faking it. LeBron's never a hundred percent. 80s groin, short season, and they need to rest before the playoffs to be fresh. If they lose, oops, we were injured. If they win, they claim that they're playing hurt. Excuses to rest, go Clippers. Okay, that's spoken like a real Clipper fan. Here's how you know the Clippers are messed up. Because their fans are coming up with conspiracy theories that don't make any sense. Okay, let, let, me, just, let me just throw this out at you, Lewis. Do you really think that LeBron James, who's been in this league for nearly 20 years, who really has never taken any time off at all, that has really never been anything other than the best player in the league, the 18 seasons he's been in this league, he's been the best player 15 times, give or take, Okay, that he decided that he wanted to build in an excuse for if he loses in the playoffs. Come on, man. The Clippers have always sucked. <laughs> Come on, man. That's not what he's doing. Now – what a far scarier proposition is, is that he's not healthy, that the Clippers are, and that the Clippers put it on him in the playoffs. That's a far more likely scenario than your, well, uh, they're doing, uh, they're, they're laying some excuses so they can do it. No, not a chance.
Not a chance. Dave in St. Clemente, hashtag Ask Slee. Trav, have you ever had an old pair of pants not fit, then blamed your wife for putting them in the dryer instead of hanging them up? Yeah, me neither. Just checking. <laughs> okay. Um, mm-hmm. I have a Laura, I have a friend of mine who is built similarly to me. Okay. Okay. And he understands this the way that my other friends who maybe are a little fitter do not. There are two sections of the closet. There's the section of the closet that you can wear out and you're comfortable and you, you know, it looks okay and you're comfortable wearing it in front of other people. And then there's the section of the closet that you can wear around the house because it doesn't fit quite right, but you can kind of just relax here and there. And maybe you can run up to the store real quick and try something because that's just a little snug. It's showing off some stuff that maybe you're not digging. So yeah, I, I, my wife may have air quoted dried a pair of pants or two along the way that I don't like wearing every day. We've all been there, man. I used to blame my mom. Like, why did you dry that, mom? She's like, no, you got to lose some weight. I'm like, damn. Damn, mom. Mexican moms don't play, okay? <laughs> I guess they not. They don't. <laughs> oh, so this is, my mother-in-law hit me with that at one point. Really? You know, you're looking pretty heavy. Aww. Oh, okay, cool. Thank you. Um, <laughs> How do you uh, respond to that? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what I'm supposed to say next. But <laughs> uh, I, mom, I, so I appreciate you paying attention, um, mom and law. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I had another one. Oh, this is from uh, Rachel, and Rachel says uh, about what is Slee doing tonight? Hashtag Ask Slee. Watching YouTube videos of funny cats. So, Lauren, let me ask you this: What would be more upsetting? If Slee's home right now watching cat videos or he's home right now doing what Greg Bergen suggested, watching anime. That's a tough one because I'm not an anime person. No disrespect to anybody. And I talked about cats yesterday and I said anyone that is into cats can low-key be a serial killer. So I, I would take the anime, Travis. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I, I just, I, you know, you know, it's the one thing preventing me from getting seriously into uh, Tony Gonsolin because he's a cat guy. <laughs> exactly. I, I just can't quite get there. It's just not my deal. Uh, one more. This is from C Note, and he says, "Speaking of crappy Rams quarterbacks, this might be a great time to tell your Dieter Brock story." Have you heard my Dieter Brock story, uh, Laura? I have not. Do you know who Dieter Brock is? I have no idea. Okay, so this, <laughs> then this is a good time to tell the story. So Dieter Brock was the quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams for one season. Okay, this was back in the 1980s, um, mm. and he came from the CFL, and he wasn't very good. And they were playing the Rams, or excuse me, the Bears in the NFC Championship game, and they got stomped. I was I was 13, maybe 12 or 13 at the time, and I was very upset that Dieter Brock had played poorly in a playoff game to have my favorite football team eliminated. So I did what I think all very right, right-minded 13-year-old boys do. I went into my room and I penned a very nasty letter to Dieter Brock where, again, keep in mind, I'm 13 and he's a professional football player, right? Mm-hmm. And it was, if I ever see you, I'm going to get you. Wow. <laughs> all this stuff. And I remember, and because I'm an idiot and I'm a child, I remember going to my mom and saying, hey, uh, mom, how do I send this to Dieter Brock? And she's like, well, what? What are you talking about? And I said, I wrote him a letter. She's, why did you write Dieter Brock a letter? I said, because I think he sucks, and I want to tell him that if I ever see him, he's in trouble. And she goes, give me that thing. She looks at she goes, you're not mailing this. What in the world is the matter with you? So that is my Dieter Brock story. This is how I knew that sports were important to me, that I wanted to threaten an NFL quarterback when I was 12 years old. 
and look at you now at That's ESPN. Right. <laughs> it was it was it was good preparation to uh, get ready. All right, let's talk about that Laker play in tournament. Are they going to end up in there? Do we want them to end up in there? And is that a good idea for them to end up in there? All that coming up next. Travis and Slee, seven ten, ESPN.